Schofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Four o'clock hours here. Reno's in Vegas. It's all brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. 766-1400 is the call from anywhere in the state of Nevada. 702 down our way, 775 in the north. 766-1400. Adam Hill is in with us. Ari is here in hour number two. Not that he's going to leave for hour number three. He's always here. Uh, Cofield on this Tuesday. Lots of college basketball to get to a little later. We'll get to some football in the big four. Looking forward to our gambling chat towards the end of the hour with Sam Paniotovich as I was looking at a lot of betting odds for the NFL draft. And I'm wondering why there aren't a lot of numbers on the board here in Vegas. Do I really have to drive to Arizona to bet this? Yes. Why? Why is this? Um, it's one of the things I actually – I know people don't like Have you talked to your it. friends? I'm friends with them too, but have yeah. you talked to your friends? It's one of the things that people don't like about betting in Nevada that I actually do like, that some of the craziness okay, is not well, here. Okay, okay, hold it at that. <laughs> hold it at that. We're going to run this by Sam. Why you like not having bets on the board. Uh, all right. Big four. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Four at four. Number four. Just talking some Golden Knights with Darren Millard from AT&T Sportsnet. We'll get to the story with the goalies. A lot of unknowns going to the playoffs. They're in the playoffs, and they really want to be at the top of the playoffs in the West, so we'll see what happens in these next couple of games. We're getting a lot of good news on some of the injured players. So goalie situation coming up a little later in the show. Mark Stone. Mark Stone. This team is sitting where they are with all that's happened to Mark Stone. Are they going to get the real Mark Stone back soon? I assume they're going to have some form of Mark Stone at some point. Uh, you're speaking hockey. Stop. I, look, they wouldn't have brought him back. He's practicing in a non-contact jersey right now. He's skating with the team. So he was skating on the side. And now he's skating with the team. Now he's integrating in practices. I don't think they'd be doing this if they weren't playing. They weren't. They wouldn't be putting on a show. They wouldn't be putting him through this just to do it. Like they're gonna try to get him out there. Now, what does that mean? I don't know. Back injuries are real. Back injuries are debilitating. And it it was such a a difficult thing to watch where you know that he's gone through. You know all the, the battles he's had to try to get his back better, the surgery that he had, everything that he played through. And then all of a sudden, I think it was one night when I asked him how he felt. And he said and he was like thrilled. He was like, I can't he's like, when I went through the surgery, I I didn't know how it was gonna go. I was worried about it, hear about back injuries. I can't believe. How good I feel. And then like four days later, he's he's out. And he hasn't been back. So is he going to try to play? I think so. And even Mark Stone at, you know, 60%, 70% because of what he brings as a leader, the emotion, um, what he does defensively, all those things, like you're going to want him out there. But what level can he play at after having not played for a long time and with the back issue? We'll see. I, I, I just I think it's a, it's a big boost for them to have, for them to have him out on the ice. I just don't know how much he's going to actually do when he's out there. Number three. A move that probably wouldn't catch many people's attention went down today, but it's because of who Jeff Okuda was in terms of expectations. 
This is a pretty big story. And it kind of reps man, what happens to organizations that are consistently crappy. Jeff Okuda was a number three pick in the 2020 draft. He just got traded for a fifth rounder. Wow. Falcons picked him up for a fifth rounder. Maybe they can get him going in the right direction. Lions just have decided to move on. It just did not work out. What does it mean in that area of the draft? The Falcons get another defensive back. Does that mean they could be out on grabbing a defensive back? Potentially. In the uh, first round? First of all, I would say... Great move by the Falcons. Very low risk. Fifth round. Okay. Let's let's see if this former, you know, number three overall pick can pan out to where we thought. And by the way, he has played at that level at times. He's been very inconsistent. But there's times where you look and say, Oh yeah, that's why he was picked here. It's not like he has been a total bust. It's been interesting to watch uh his development and when he is able to play at that level. You talk about what it means for the Falcons. I was having a conversation with somebody what if this is the ultimate smokescreen by Detroit? We're willing to sacrifice a player to make you guess about what we're going to do in the draft. What does that mean? Of like, maybe we'll take corner. Maybe, you never, you maybe, never have enough. Maybe we're taking a corner. Yeah. And this one, there probably are. You trade away a guy like that. There's some corners at the top of the draft. You're picking high in the draft. You have a couple of picks. You're going corner here. Oh, you're saying Lions. Okay. Yeah, the Lions. Yeah, I was going back to the Falcons no. saying the Falcons would no, still Lions. draft a defensive Lions. Lions. Okay. We're, we're taking a corner. Are we? Right. I I, I love I love the gamesmanship. It depend, I don't think that they would sacrifice a former first-round pick for gamesmanship and for smoke screens. but what if they did? That would be maybe my favorite draft move of all time. Lions are right before the Raiders? Yep. Sixth? Yep. Okay. Well, with Sammy later on, we're going to go through the odds at each position. Uh, one of the books has, not in town, uh, has the odds for the top six picks with a bunch of different names. So we'll go through that. Boy, it's amazing when you look back at that 2020 draft. Joe Burrow, Chase Young, who I think is great, but he's got to get healthy. Jeff Okuda, Andrew Thomas, not great. He's okay. Tua and Herbert. How much would Lions history have changed if they took either Tua or Herbert, but especially Herbert, instead of Jeff Okuda? The <laughs> They're probably wishing they were back in that spot now. Now, would would they have built the same way? I mean, would you – Dan Campbell isn't there yet, right? Now, maybe do you say – do you not have Dan Campbell if Dan Campbell is the I would say I would take Justin Herbert over Dan Campbell. You could have gone I might take Tua over Dan Campbell. All I'm saying I know is, you're sold on the big loot. I'm not completely sold. Neither Good resurgence last year, neither but let's not just, be crazy. I'm just saying it's butterfly effect where you just don't know what else would have happened if, you know, you would have stuck with the old regime and they would have gone – like I don't know. So I, I think it's fascinating to think about it. But, yes, yeah, certainly, if you tell them right now you could have taken Justin Herbert instead of Jeff Okuda, I think they're doing that. Number two. Mock, 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 mock. Uh, you put together the results of many mock drafts for the Raiders in that seven hole. Uh, I pointed out, we brought up the story yesterday. We didn't go through all the names. Uh, one fella on the list has Will Levis going to the Raiders. I think he's trolling. Uh, most of the remaining fellas, it's a offensive tackle, cornerback, and then a couple of edges. Yeah, uh, and I, like, I've, I've thought cornerback was kind of a, a prime position all along. Are you going to change your mind now that uh, Daniel Jeremiah has an edge going to the Raiders? You do know. If, I, if that edge gets there, had you already moved Tyree Wilson into that slot? He's already gone. Okay. Um, I... Uh, this is not, trust me, this is not a knock on Daniel Jeremiah. I think Daniel Jeremiah is as good as it gets at evaluating players. I don't think he's the best mock drafter. 
because I think he's too caught up in who's the best player because <laughs> that's what he that's what he really analyzes. He is, uh, trust me, I more than anyone trust what he says uh, on player evaluation. I really? think he's really, really more good. than Gilbert Manzano, a former coworker who's now at SI. By the way, Gilberto now. Is that right? Yeah. Is that what you have on uh, the paper too? Yeah. When did he change that? Uh, I think when he went to SI. Gilberto, you're right. Yeah. Wait. So what's what's at work here? Now I'm completely intrigued by this. <laughs> That's always been his name. Well, why do you go Gilbert? I don't know. Oh boy. Should I ask him? Might be a deep topic. I'll text him. Should I text him right now? Get is an your real name Adam? No. It's not. Yes, it is. Could it's be your middle name. Boring. I know people who do. Generic. I know people who do. I know people who do the. They they flip flop the middle and the, the first name. We know our buddy uh, for some reason, uh, Chuck Powell. In Seattle, he's, he's Stephen Powell. He is? I like Steve. Yeah. Can, can One with Chuck. Chuck's you, more chummy. Can you save I like Steve as a, as a drop from Cofield? <laughs> I like Steve. <laughs> I like Steve. Okay, you were talking about Daniel Jeremiah and really trusting I'm him, but in this case, in what's Gilberto. the problem? No, I think he, I think he's he's just way too caught up in, in evaluating who the best player is instead of where guys might actually go. And by the way, I say that knowing every mock draft is usually trash. Um, they, go, they go wrong after three picks. Uh, for the most part, so uh, you never know. But um, that—that's what I would say. Is like he's—he's he's looking at it in a different perspective, I think, than than most people. Um, I do think. I think corner is a certainly a very important position, a premium position. I think there's guys available, um, and I think when they pick, uh, obviously they'll have to maybe if it's Will Anderson, if he's on the board, they're taking him. I think any any team would at that point, um, for sure. But I don't know if Ty, if Tyree Wilson is still there. I don't know if he is the kind of player. That is such a slam dunk. He's a very high upside guy that could also not work out. Uh, I think he's he's got the ability to maybe be the best player in the draft, but he could also be a bust. Uh, so I don't know that that'd be the pick. I, I do like I've been on Devin Weatherspoon for a long time. I think he's the guy. Uh, I'm pretty steadfast in that. So I'm not. I don't think I'm going to change on my opinion on that before the draft. Number one. Am I reading this correctly? Did we just flip the number one pick odds? Yep. Okay. This makes me mad. Because in hindsight, of course, now I'm like, I would have bet Bryce Young. Well, I would have bet Stroud at the two slot plus money. Check that. Bryce Young at the two spot plus money. Now Bryce Young is the favorite to go number one. What just happened? Um, I th- well, I think first of all, the, the Stroud move was based on, certainly based on money that moved it. Stroud move, wasn't it based on a weird conversation between him and Josh McCown where people thought he said, like, we'll see here in Carolina, something like that? They were going to find a place to play pickup basketball in Carolina. Right, and everyone's like, like oh, he's going, like, Stroud's like, going to the Panthers. Yeah, like, oh, they're setting up they're setting up pickup games already. All the way up to minus 300, number one, yeah. up until just a couple days ago, maybe yesterday. And, and now Bryce Young is back as the favorite to go number one. Well, I think I think this one is we talked we you know we talked about Daniel Jeremiah like it. You have to look what is what is being talked about, what's being discussed when uh, you know when things happen. And there's a there's a former general manager, and I'll say uh, Michael Lombardi, who is pretty influential in the in the mock draft universe and in the media universe, who came out very very strongly last week. And said, "This conversation is ridiculous. They are taking Bryce Young. It's already done, and the odds moved immediately. Um, and I look—he's very connected. Uh, certainly, he's connected with the Raiders. We know that. Uh, he's got very, very good sources in the Raiders building, uh, and he's got—he's got sources all over all over the NFL. And so, right. um, whether he is whether that's accurate and that's what it's based on, we'll find out. But that's what that—that's what this move was based on. There was a couple other." Things 
exactly said, ah! but also reacted to the market. Every sharp now has has to, right? If you're a sharp, then you got plus money on both guys in both spots. Yeah, he, he also, and I think the tight end market moved too when he talked about, he said, there's no way Mayer's getting picked over Kincaid. Really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't get on that one either. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. All right, more on draft betting, more on draft analysis. God, we're still, what, 16 days away. There's going to be a lot of odds changes on this, and we'll uh, continue to cover what the Raiders are looking at. Adam feels strongly about a defensive back. We also have hockey going down in town. Last two games, home and away, against the Kraken. Uh, the Knights are up tonight over at the Fortress. We're going to kick off the NHL playoffs next week. Uh, Willie Ramirez will be on the road. He'll be at Twin Peaks on Eastern right there by the – 215 Twin Peaks, a great spot to watch sports, get the 29-degree beers with scenic views. Happy hour goes down Monday through Friday. Happy hour goes down Monday through Friday from 2 until 7 o'clock. That means a dollar off all wine, liquor, and freezing cold brews. You can also get the big Miller Light or Coors Light for under 4 bucks. Select appetizers are 2 4 and $6. Happy hour 2 to 7, Monday to Friday, and there's also a bounce back with a late night happy hour. But next week, from 4 until 6.30, Willie Ramirez will be on the scene with prizes and celebrating the beginning of the pro hockey playoffs. So check him out. 4 o'clock next Monday, Willie will, uh, will be on the scene. Coming up, we got to get into the transfer portal. We'll get some updates from around the Mountain West Conference. But I think the biggest news of the day, we finally have a price from YouTube on the NFL package. Rolling on here on a Tuesday. Adam Hill, all sorts of problems. Always power issues. You're always, always. Uh, power deficient. Yep, always. What's happening? It's so tricky. It's so tricky with your phone and your computer. I just watched you for four minutes. I said to myself, I wasn't going to say anything, but I had to. So, is your phone okay? It's fine. I'm just trying to, I try, I try to charge whenever I can. <laughs> Life is tough. I try, I, I try to charge. If I can charge six times a day, I try to charge six times a day. That's how it goes. I think the biggest story of the day today, aside from your phone charging I issues. Think that's the biggest one. I, I could do hours on this because there was a strong reaction as well, and we will do days on this. YouTube TV has the NFL. They've got Sunday ticket. So we think that the dark days of limited access on DirecTV are over, and this <laughs> is going to be a great new thing. And then I saw the prices today. I started kind of computing what the deal is for me. And I was like, okay. But, man, there was a rash of crap all over social media, the initial reaction to this. So we'll get to some of the reaction in a couple minutes. So, again, to set up the story, DirecTV has had Sunday Ticket forever. And if you didn't subscribe to DirecTV, you were screwed. And I will tell you the other thing, the story that I never got because I was never part of it was – I had DirecTV for a long time, and my price just kept going up and up and up and up. And then at a point, I'm like, all right, I don't think I want to pay for Sunday ticket when my overall price keeps going up. And then I swear 99.9% of people I talked to were like, yeah, no, I don't pay for Sunday ticket. Yeah. It's free. And I'm that, like, was the, that was the reaction on, that was the reaction yeah. all over social media yeah. today. Like, So they're not going to give us free Sunday ticket anymore? Well, they didn't give me <laughs> a free Sunday ticket. I never got it free. I never got comped. I was never believable. I feel like I'm a hammer. I can be intimidating if I make a threat. I can break people down. I always got the direct TV person on the phone. He's like, are you leaving? Okay. I just hung up the phone. I'm like, wait, 
Everyone else tells me all you got to do is say you're leaving. It's like a grand tradition every year. You get it free. Everyone would just call up, yeah. call DirecTV. I, th- I think that's probably why DirecTV kind of got out of the game. Because they weren't, they weren't. Once they heard there was another bidder, like, all right, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. We can't keep giving away free Sunday ticket every year, right? It's uh, everybody. I keep seeing that. a lot of people are like, "Well, that's that's it for DirecTV." Actually, maybe their new business model is actually cost effective, and they're making money. I don't think they are because they've gone from like twenty million subscribers down to like eleven uh, over the last five years. Okay, so the price. So what this means now is you don't have to. Well, you have to have you. Well, no, you don't. You don't. You can you can subscribe to you. Tube TV, and you get direct TV, check that, Sunday ticket at a discount, but you don't have to have YouTube TV, so that's a welcome thing. But then people are unhappy with the price, uh, but this will be fully streaming, right? So you can be on Wi-Fi. It's not corded, so that's a good thing. But I saw a lot of complaining about the price, which I kind of get, but I kind of don't. Yeah, I mean, the price has gone up, certainly. If you have a subscription to YouTube TV and you get this thing, we're just doing free advertising here, but the NFL is so big, and everyone's going to be looking at how they're going to watch their NFL this year. If you have it, if you have a subscription to YouTube TV, two forty nine is the price for the, the Sunday ticket. If you sign up immediately. Before June 6th. Yeah. After that, it goes up $100. Yeah. So that's, that's incentivizing. So then it goes to three fifty. Standalone, what's the price? Stand, just, just the package, no YouTube TV. I'm reading three eighty nine. That's with Red Zone Channel. Okay. Wait, no. That's see. It's that's with Red Zone Channel and Early Bird. But but you get the full package. So but uh, you don't have to I, have actually, TV. I, I have it. I had it in front of me, and then you you presented it differently. So I'll say. Okay, that. go ahead. Present it the way you want. Okay. To. The cost for Sunday ticket is three forty nine for subscribers of YouTube TV, four forty nine for non subscribers. Oh, four forty nine. It's an extra forty. Right. For Red Zone. Wait, so that's four eighty nine, and then a hundred dollars off if you do it before June sixth. Okay, so it's three eighty nine before June sixth. So it's okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's. I mean, that's that's a lot. Um, I also don't know what people are married to with their current TV provider. Like, do you have YouTube TV? Yep. Is it fine? Yep, it's great. Okay. Love it. Best, best. Uh, best TV provider I've ever had. And we're, this is not an advertisement. I'm just saying that's that's what it is. I wish it were. We've already given them 300 free mentions. Okay, so let's go somewhere between 250. Well, you want to just go with the 390 price? So 390 before June 6th. Is that too much for football? For a season of football? No. A lot of people think it is. I'm sure they do. Look, I'm not I'm not the I'm not the base because I'm at every game. So it's not right. I'm not paying for it. Right. But I also understand like that's the, it it's pay-per-view events every day, but there's a bunch of them. Not, it's not one game a week. You're getting all the games. Well, but there's a lot of people who want one team packages. But I, they're never going to do yeah, that. Yeah, because ever too many people would do it. Like I I kind of figured that wasn't going to happen. It will eventually. But I kind of figured it wouldn't. Here's the other one people want. One game. If, it, it, hey, look. I want I'm I'm a Raiders fan. I'm living in Las Vegas. I'm gonna get the Raiders games every week. Oh man, Bills Chiefs this week. Oh really? It's not on. All right. Yeah, let me buy the one game. I want to buy the one game. Give it to me for 19.99 or whatever it is. Like th- people want that too, which I think will eventually happen also. But you you'd also assume Bills Chiefs is probably gonna be on network. Right. Now the the interesting thing is what's gonna happen from here. Like how many other places are they gonna place this? How how is Google gonna use this? 
in their other products? Like, how are they going to tie it into other things? Um, how are they eventually going to use it for live betting? For sure, that's going to be one. Um, this is this is Google acquiring the rights because when we say YouTube TV, it's Google. Because Google acquiring the rights to NFL, saying, "All right, we're right now. We're just going to do the standard Sunday ticket package that you that you've known, but it's just the the start for wildness." And and by the way, they're setting it up also. This idea was floated out the other day. This is 100% happening soon. Seven-day-a-week NFL. It's definitely happening soon. So you would get more value out of Sunday ticket then because it's like, all right, well, if if there's games on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right. and I have to pay for them, all right, we're going to do this. Now, the, the package right now, yeah, it's, it, it sounds high, but I think if you break it down for what how many games you're getting, and YouTube is offering a split-screen service, which is great. What, is that? what that. does that mean? So you can watch three or four games at a time on one screen, just split your screen up. They did it. They actually just did it for the NCAA tournament. Worked out really well. Uh, I think they were practicing for how they're going to use how they're going to use it for Sunday Ticket. So you can watch multiple games. Uh, so they're doing that. They're going to incorporate a lot of fantasy stuff into what they do with Red Zone and with uh, the Sunday Ticket package. Like they're going to they're going to try some innovative things with it. But for right now, it's kind of going to look like what Sunday tickets look like. It's just a little bit more expensive. Some comments. There will be a day when you won't get any games for free on network station. It's just moving in that direction slowly. The billionaire owners see nothing but dollar signs, and they will because they can. Watching games will be like buying a movie with all the games available for purchase in various packages. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the response I saw the most, because, again, this is a $390 season standalone now with YouTube TV and Google. The response I saw a bunch was, well, I guess we'll just continue to steal it. (laughs) Uh, Someone responded to that by saying, well, those free streams are probably going to go bye-bye with this being the domain of Google, not a satellite feed. Have you looked into that? By the way, this should be your beat. Sure. This may be more important to more people in Las Vegas than the number seven pick in the Raiders draft. Probably. Good feature on bars, too, what they're going to do. Cause, well, uh, have you seen the price yet on that? Somebody may be working on that right okay. now. <laughs> I figured you would. Yeah. I figured uh, you would. Well, no, it's very, it's, it's, I would love to, to me, know. it's the biggest thing. I would love to know the theft rate and if they're going to be able to stop that. Yeah, well, and I do think far more people watch NFL games on Sundays in bars than they do at home. And so I don't, I, I don't agree with you. I think that's the world that you live in. But I think it's also a reality that people don't crunch the numbers with how much they actually spend at bars. Yeah. And for me, listen, I have no loyalty to my current stream, my live TV streaming, right? I think YouTube TV will be the same thing. So I don't even look at that as a, a cost because I'm going to get rid of the current one. So if I buy it early and it's $250, um, i am telling you, I don't go out all 17 weeks to watch NFL. But if I go out 10 or 11 or 12 of the 17 weeks, we spend at least $150 on those Sundays. Yeah. So we're over $2,000. Yeah. So I don't know what you guys do. If you just sit there, you bring your own water in and don't eat all day and don't drink. But And restaurants just and bars just let you sit there for free. But I know that we spend a lot of money to watch NFL. And sometimes people don't process what they're actually doing. Of course. Versus this hard cost in front of them. Of course. And I'll take $250 and buy in you know, 80-cent beers and dollar beers at home and my own food. Over spending potentially over two thousand dollars to watch but the NFL. That wasn't even the point. I was ma- what I was saying is, you think your local bar knows that they have to get YouTube TV or figure out the corporate way to approach this, which they're going to have a corporate option, like right. just like they do with UFC fights on ESPN Plus. But I will guarantee you, 
that there's going to be bars in America where, you know, you show up week one, yeah. and they flip on their DirecTV, and they're like, wait, where's the... You, this started in 1994. It's only been on DirecTV since 1994. People have only known one way. Only one they way. They got a little taste of it with Thursday Night Football. And I can almost promise you, if you have like a local bar, like a little mom and pop spot that you go to, start telling them now. Because I promise you week one, they're going to be flipping on DirecTV and looking like... Where's the games? How many bars are you thinking about talking to for a story? Several. Okay, I got one for you. Okay. I got a real good one for you. Okay. Good. <laughs> Looking forward to it's it. It's a big deal in Vegas. It is. Of course it is. It's a very big deal. Of course. But you're right. You know what? I, I, I push back on your, hey, a lot of people watch, you know, they watch all the games and they go out to do it. And maybe you're right. Maybe it is more people who do that, who actually go out instead of sitting at home with the package. I know a lot of people have the package. But I also, like like we started the conversation, I also know a ton of people who are now looking at, like, wait, I got to pay for it now? Yeah! <laughs> I did! I got so mad, I said, the hell with DirecTV. Well, maybe maybe YouTube TV do the same thing. Well, like, you know what? People, people are calling up, like, I'm going to cancel, I'm going to cancel this. I like, don't, right, well. It's Google. That's true. It's Google. That's DirecTV. <laughs> what's, that, what's that whistling noise that goes down? Right? This hour is brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers Offices in Reno and Vegas and Henderson. Call from anywhere in the state. 766-1400. So news like this actually affects everyone. You know, all your saber rattling over, uh, you know, whatever you're offended by in sports. And I'm not talking to Adam. I'm talking to sports fans. Where you get your NFL is like, that's real stuff, right? Sure. Some some guy doing load management in the NBA, it doesn't affect you in the end. It, it might affect if, you know, you might get annoyed because you don't get to see this guy playing a game. But if you don't get access to your NFL each Sunday, and especially if you're someone who, and Vegas is a big town for this, right? So we had Sunday ticket on the satellite carrier forever. We've got all these transplants here. Uh, most people here are not Raiders fans yet. So you want to watch your hometown team. And it can be a real pain in the ass. Now, this town's pretty good when it comes to clubs for teams. And you can go to your local bar. And even if they don't have, you know, it's not a Steelers bar or whatever bar. You, If you're a loyal customer, you know, they have enough TVs usually. You get there early. You're like, I want the Steelers on. Right? That's the way it works. Sometimes some, it can be some, a little trouble. Some places. Well, have you had issues at places? Well, you just want games in general. But you're covering the games in. No, I want. I, do, you, do you know people who've complained that they can't get their game on at a bar? Of course, but I'm also, I I am a vigilant, like just just get very annoyed at an inability. If you are managing a sports bar yeah. or running a sports bar and you can't figure out, they don't care how to set the TVs up. But a lot of them don't. The care. Customers do. But it, it's not the. Cu- I don't think it's the customers that matter to them. If the customers who want games on play the machines, their games get on. Well, that's here. I'm, so, I'm, for the, I'm re- saying for the rest places. of us, for the for the great on wash who don't put money in the machines, there are a lot of bars that are like, I don't care if your game's on. Yeah, but if I'm like, if I'm on like the road somewhere yeah. and I'm like trying, oh, it's horrendous. Games, you're like, Out of what, town? what are we doing? We're we're a very sports centric town. Most yeah. of the bars here, uh, if you buy the package, I'm sure the manager or the owner's like, I'm paying a lot of money. Make sure the games are on. That's why we're bringing people in. That's why we're doing specials. That our gamers need to have their game on. Yeah, three three hundred ninety dollars will be the standalone price if you don't have YouTube TV. But you you have access, right? You have access. Um, I think with DirecTV was what one ninety nine a season, something no, like that. That was more. It's three hundred for the last in the last season. Okay, I don't know. I, but it's free for everybody. That was the they they comped it a lot. The issue, Not yes. me. They comped it a lot. Yeah. Um, if you get YouTube TV, if that's your main TV provider, which is what they're trying to drive to, which is what DirecTV did. Yeah. Then you can get it for two hundred fifty dollars for the season. That's not a bad price. Four hundred dollars, you know, it's starting to get up there. A lot of complaints though. 
Mostly complaints. Yeah, and and you can now, and I I I don't know how to. Well, Red Zone was available outside of Directv. Red Zone before, yeah. uh, and now Red Zone. You know, if you want to buy it just on its own. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, even though I'm at games, I do because I sit there at a Raiders game with Red Zone on. Because you got to know what's going on in other places. If there's injuries, things like that, uh, other places. So um, you can still you can still do that separately uh, through this. Yeah. If you want to just just get Red Zone, I think it's eleven a month. So um, you can still do that. And I, I think a lot of people will. A lot of people, like a lot of people, are just fantasy and betting, and so they might just say, oh, "I'll just pay eleven a month and get red zone." Which that one didn't jump. At least Nothing that's what I was hearing. It was, it was the same on YouTube TV for sure. Uh, someone said that's a ridiculous amount of money. The three ninety plus markups for the red zone. Uh, he's saying a markup. Uh, no guarantee of your local team. Wait, what? Uh, no word on if it will exclude commercials. What? If you can fast forward through them, I don't know why you would even expect that. Uh, this is a complete and total ripoff. Another person says two forty nine with a YouTube TV subscription. That starts at seventy a month. Three forty nine without that. At slightly an average of twenty dollars a game to watch at home. Well, if you're watching one game, yeah, I'm not getting it to watch one game. I I barely want to watch the Jets. Yeah, I actually I like going out to bars because I'm like, yeah, they won't put it on. Now I don't have to watch this misery. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's true. And and the lo- the local team thing, like, yeah, the the local team is still going to be on in your market. Person on the positive side, uh, 42 per weekend with the full bundle. I can't even do these numbers the way these people are doing. Cheaper than a burger and two beers at your local establishment. Also cheaper than three movie tickets for your family. But you do the, you do understand people processing sports that used to be free on over-the-air television all the time, although you, you couldn't they always weren't. get your game. You couldn't right. always get your game. That's the, point. You're a, still, the games are still free play. on network TV. Like the, uh, the local games and the big games of the week are all still. We'll continue on this in about 15 minutes with Miles Simmons. But up next, Sam Paniotovich in the gambling scene. It's Cofield and Company's Eye on Sports Betting with Sammy P. Steve Cofield, Adam Hill, ESPN Las Vegas. Let's bring in Sam Paniotovich from Nesson and Fox Sports. Sam, how you doing, buddy? Doing well, my friend. It's just, uh, I'll tell you what, it's getting harder and harder to get down NFL draft stuff. Here we are on April 11th, and there's really only one book in the country that's uh, serious about taking bets right now. Which book is that? Uh, DraftKings has the biggest Rolodex. They've got uh, all kind of stuff, and, and the market that we've really done well in, in the last couple of years is the draft position number. Like they you know, give you a player and a number. Anthony Richardson, four and a half, over, under. Uh, you go down the board, Jalen Carter, seven and a half. Like those have been the biggest money makers for us. And it's usually guys in that 15 to 45 range that are just under or overpriced. And, and that's been awesome. But, uh, you know, I talked to guys at the Westgate and guys at Circa. The hardest part is that this information comes out and these are one way bets. You know, a guy last year, Quay Walker, was priced like 44 and a half on the open. And that market closed at 25, and I think he went like 22nd to the Packers. Like when the information comes out, these things just fly, and there's no resistance. And that's why you're not seeing a lot of books taking a lot of stuff. Now listen to this one. Adam Hill says that's a good thing. It's a good thing that us, the players, get shut down. Go ahead, Adam. I want to hear this. That's not directly what I said. Uh, I will say those those particular kind of markets, yeah, those are great. And I know why they're not up. Obviously, you explained why they're not up, and that uh, makes some sense to me. Um I my point was in general about how many things are posted. Uh, a lot of people have a lot of complaints about Nevada. Oh, they don't post this. They don't post this. Well, there's a reason, 
and you see it every week, and you saw it again with another bet. Like They don't want to pay off to who led the league in three-pointers because there's descriptions about, well, what does that mean per game, or is it how many total, or whatever. And we get into arguments about all these things because all these places have no idea what they're doing, and Nevada does. Like That's why you don't have these expanded menus, and that's why I don't think it's that bad of a thing. I think it's their prerogative if they want to deal them or not. I mean, if guys don't want to take things that aren't going to make them money, it's it's their prerogative. Who are we to, to you know, flip the bird at a, a sports book because they're not taking something? I mean, this is not anything new. You, you can't get down a lot of different markets on a lot of different outs. So it, it is what it is. I just I, I still think there's money to be made. In fact, you know, I, I know we, we may have not gone here, but um, the latest – Hype train is on this kid from uh, Texas Tech, Tyree Wilson, uh, who's a linebacker that's getting a lot of run right now in the markets. And it's sort of compounded with this notion that Alabama linebacker Will Anderson isn't as rock solid to be the first D guy off the board. And then this is a market, too. Like, I have win up right now. Uh, odds on first defensive player drafted, Will Anderson minus 600, Tyree Wilson 10 to 1, Jalen Carter 10 to 1. I've talked to two guys today that make money on this thing every year, and they think that Wilson and Carter are both worth flyers at 10 to 1. So you bet 100 bucks on each, one of them goes first, you're going to make 900. Um, if, if Anderson goes first, you're going to lose 200. But uh, as far as everything I can gather, it sounds like the gap is, is shortening. Like FanDuel has Wilson 6 to 1, DraftKings has him 8 to 1, some books have him 10 to 1. And when you see that 10 8 6 trend, Usually that's respected play on something that's tangible. And, and this, is, this is something that is relatively new over the last 24 hours. Tyree Wilson uh, getting real sexy in terms of market. Uh, we have seen a, a shift in the number one pick odds as well. We saw Bryce Young as a favorite for a long time. CJ Stroud, after there was the weird conversation uh, at his pro day and the Panthers moved up to the number one spot, he becomes a pretty big favorite. Now we are back to Bryce Young being a favorite. Um, I think it's a couple of people that have said on the record that they believe Bryce Young is the number one pick and that has moved this. Uh, what have you heard and what have you seen in this market? Well, this has been the toughest market the last calendar year. NFL and NBA draft. I mean, let's not forget, Adam, in last year's NFL draft, there were five different players that were favored to go first overall. And it started with what Kayvon Thibodeau back in October of 2021, that would have been. And then obviously all the different guys. And then Trayvon Walker is the substantial favorite day of the draft. Let's also remember the NBA draft with Paulo Bancaro and Jabari Smith. Like that was back and forth. So this has been a market that I've just tried to avoid this year. Um, I know a guy who has plus 300 on Bryce Young and plus 300 on T.J. Stroud, and he's sitting pretty. I think the advice is sort of to buy the dips on these sort of noisy you know, rumors. I mean, the, the only reason that C.J. Stroud went to the favorite after Carolina made the trade is because there was multiple content pieces of Josh McCown being like, yeah, I can't wait till you get here and we can play beanbags. And then, yo, dude, this kid is great. And it's like, all right, like Josh McCown might like C.J. Stroud, but he has zero impact on, on who they take. Uh, it's the owner's decision, and, and by all accounts from the guys that I talk to and the guys that I respect, it sounds like the owner of Carolina, Tepper, he decided in February he was going to get Bryce Young no matter what. And you can believe that or not, I believe it. And uh, as, we, as we know, Bryce Young back to minus 300, which I wouldn't lay. I don't want to lay 300 when you could have got plus money four days ago. But the more we get to the draft and the closer we get to the draft, it, it sounds like it's Young number one, and then the questions begin at number two. Was Bryce Young, no matter what, a draft day reference? 
Uh, it was not, but uh, I will take full credit if you want to give it to me. Yeah, Vontae Mack, no matter what. That's from draft day. It's, it's a good reference. Yeah, well, I, I know. I, I'm aware of the of the <laughs> cinema. I am. I am. Um, by the way, I'm, I'm very surprised that Steve misquoted you. That never happens, does it? Well, it, it was part of the conversation. I, I get where that came from. Uh, no, but we're good. Uh, that, that is, of course, Sam Paniotovic, good friend of the show. We hear from him every single week, uh, breaking down everything that's going on in the betting world. Uh, some of the, some of the other draft positions, I mean, it kind of goes along the same lines. It's all a lot of noise that is out there. Uh, but if I guess, can you find any correlation between the number one and the number two? Like, do we just assume the other one is going to, or there is a chance that Houston passes on a quarterback altogether? Yeah, and there's really, you know, the the hot rumor from from the betting market, from the streets, if you will, is that the big board in Houston's room has. Bryce Young, number one, and Will Levis, number two. It's not C.J. Stroud. So there's this growing, you know, perception that, you know, the Texans don't want C.J. Stroud, but maybe a team like Indianapolis is going to move up from four to two. I think it's Indy that's going to dictate this entire draft. And what I, what I mean by that is you would have to think Jim Irsay and company have two plans, option A, option B. Option A is to go get Lamar Jackson. And if that doesn't happen, then all of a sudden they need a quarterback because it's not working. Would they, they just plug in random 38-year-old quarterbacks, and it's not working. So they, they either have to go out and get Lamar or they have to make a move to get a quarterback. And it's, it's literally A or B, or they're not going to win a Super Bowl next year. So, I mean, not that they'd win it with a rookie, but they'd be on a better plane than starting Gardner Minshew week one. So I think there's very, very strong possibility that Indy – uh, you know, wants whoever it is, Stroud or Richardson, the Texans make that pick, and then you flip two and four. But, again, these are, these are rumors. This is nothing that's, that's tangible. But, you know, the, the money moves in the market tell a story. And we've seen some big movements on some Indianapolis trade-ups for quarterbacks. And uh, the other one I told you earlier is this Tyree Wilson kid uh, to be picked higher than most people think. Sam Paniotovich is with us here on ESPN Las Vegas, ESPN Reno. Did you get the vibe over the weekend, at least the, the, the vibe I got from chatter on social media, was that uh, the Masters was a bigger betting event than the end of the NBA season, a look ahead to the NBA playoffs, uh, bigger than the NHL, bigger than USC. The Masters was the biggest thing? It was, and I think there are a couple reasons for that. Um, first and foremost, it was you know two guys chasing you know a really good, run for a title in Rom and Kepka and Rom had never won at Augusta before. So you had that built in. And most importantly, when we talk about Rom and Kepka, it's literally PGA against live like that. I mean, yeah. that, that drummed up a lot of interest. And, and as you guys know, I mean, this was the largest master's handle in the history of America because it's not legal in 30 plus States and all the Nevada guys said they took good book on it. And it usually doubles the handle for the U S open and PGA championship. Cause it's the first one. Um, you know, you also had Tiger involved, and you know, Jeff Sherman told me last week if Tiger wins, he's going to get chased off the property. So you had a lot of factors coming into the tournament. Um, you had three heavy favorites and Rom Scheffler and Rory. Rory punked out, you know, flamed out, and, and there were just massive nonstop storylines. And I think that Rom versus Kepka, that PGA versus Live angle, was a big deal for ratings, for handle. And let's also remember, guys, you can bet this stuff, like, all tournament yep. long now. Yep. It's, it's not just betting it on Thursday and, and, you know, seeing what happens. You could literally bet after every hole because the fluid market keeps changing. So all of those factors rolled together made for great TV and for great gambling. Von Tobel was on yesterday and said with the NBA, 
uh, with betters. The league has lost a lot of trust with the betters because you never know who the hell is playing. And then there was the end of the season, and Adam, bring this up. Uh, Tim Bontemps, one of the writers who covers the NBA, said now the league is mad at the Mavericks for basically saying, you know, you're playing is crap. We have no interest. Um, I think that affected things, right? Yeah, everybody knows that there's tanking, and it's existed for a long time. But then when a team comes out and basically says it, like Jason Kidd admitted to, uh, the league is going to come down hard on them because they're mocking, essentially, this play-in tournament. Like, we don't want to play in that. We'd rather have a draft. They literally made the decision, we'd rather have a draft pick than play in the play-in tournament. That was the decision to make. They made it, and now the league is So why am I going to bet that, right? Why am I going to bet that? Now the games are here, Sam. The games are here. I don't know if you have any action on the uh, the game going on right now with the Hawks and the Heat. Uh, did you bet the Lakers tonight? I took Minnesota plus eight. Uh, I thought about taking eight and a half. You could take eight and a half now at Circa Westgate, South Point, um, Caesars. A lot of books eight and a half now. It's just that Laker money is never going to stop. Um, and it's funny because that I, I get what you're doing because that line opened five, five and a half on the overnight. And now it's eight, eight and a half. And right. I took eight because like, I, I took it yesterday, so that's why I was saying eight. I uh, I am honest about uh, what I bet, even if I get the, the worst end of the number, which I did. I should have waited. Right. Well, I, I also took a little Atlanta, but I didn't want to say that because I would never want to pass post on your show, and they're up 10 points. So, that I mean, I sound like a jerk for saying that. But, no, I do have Atlanta, and tomorrow I took uh, five and a half with Oklahoma City. I, I love mm. these live dogs in, in the first game. You know, usually the teams that – that win the series, have a little more breathing room. You know, like if the Warriors lose game one, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, on Saturday, Sacramento's a one-point favorite. and That's probably going to be Sacramento's best punch, if you know what I mean. So these, these dogs win all the time and cover all the time in, in the first game. So I was happy to take a little Atlanta. And uh, you could take five and a half all over Vegas right now on OKC. Remember, New Orleans doesn't have Zion. So Oklahoma City, it's going to be tough to stop Gilgis Alexander. And I, I do jump into the pool playoffs. I don't bet the regular season. We've talked about this for years. Why would I bet on a league where 90% of the time nobody plays defense? And nobody, like, nobody gives any effort. Everything changes in the playoffs, though, and you know, zigzag builds in. It's going, to be, it's going to be a fun ride. But I, I do get the sense that the NBA crowd was for sure jealous of all the attention that golf over the weekend. Did you say Zion's out? I can't believe it. What's up? Did you say Zion is out? I can't. I just can't believe that. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I mean, there might be. Maybe they they dropped the price of the Big Mac or something. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. I, you know, it's, it's hard to say. But the guy just can't stay on the field or the court or whatever the hell he plays on. It's just, he's not out there. He's not available, and that's another issue. Like, imagine if you guys bought tickets for four to go see LeBron against Kawhi, and neither of them played. Like, you don't get that money back. You got to pay that. Uh, let's close on the NFL draft. Let's get back to this one. Uh, Cofield, Adam Hill, Sam Paniotovich is our guest. What are we doing with uh, Anthony Richardson and this over-under of four and a half? The under has a heavy lean of 185. I don't love that number, Steve. You know, two weeks ago that was minus 130. Um, the, you know, the other part about the draft, though, is that if it comes out that whoever's picking four says we're taking him, that minus 180 could be minus 3,000. You know, these numbers tend to get lopsided. Um I, I think he goes in the top four, and really I think there's a chance that you get three quarterbacks in the top four, which would have to happen. I mean, some guys, I think Bill Kuyper today mocked four straight quarterbacks. I don't know about that. I think Levis slides a bit. But I, to your question, I would go under four and a half on Richardson. I just don't love that minus 180 when you could have laid 130. Sam, we appreciate it. Keep doing a good job up on Twitter. I'm with Nesson. SP Shoot is where you can find Sam on Twitter. Thank you. All right, guys. Check that Wilson kid out. 10-1, to first non-quarterback. Sam Panagotovich. We're going to go over some more of these odds with Miles Simmons, get into the price being named 
by Google and YouTube for Sunday Ticket. A lot to get to in the 5 o'clock hour. This hour in Reno and Vegas is brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. Call from anywhere in the state of Nevada, 766-1400, 775 in the north.